Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. Hi. Hi. How are you? You alright? <laughs> I am good. Very good. You look good. You look Do pretty I? good today, yeah. That green is a big winner on you. Is it? Green is a very good colour for us. Yes, it's our colour. Totally. You could borrow this jumper and it would look great on you. I agree entirely, yeah. It's I a love, quite a I unisex jumper, this. It's very unisexy, yeah. This is something that's good about us. Mm-hmm. We can wear each other's clothes. Yeah, we're pretty much the same size, right? Which is great. I'm a 28 waist. I can't get any bigger than that. I'm a 27, sorry. Mick Jagger's is 27. Um, I could actually share clothes with Mick Jagger. Yes, you could, yeah. I mean, it can't be healthy for an old man to be that skinny, I don't think. I mean, I'm surprised he's still alive. I'm surprised any of them are still alive. He seems very fit. Oh, no, there's no question about it. He's super you know, fit, right? Being and he's super fit. And he's and I also feel like that is the size he's supposed to be. Mm. It's interesting for me. I got super thin mm-hmm. when I, I got divorced. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't consciously kind of eat more or anything. But I just got, I've got back to where I kind of yeah. always... I'm sort of always at the same place. I fluctuate maybe like five pounds one way or the other. Stress is a brilliant diet, basically, isn't it? They should do the stress diet. We should bring out a book. The stress diet. Stress diet. Fill yourself with anxiety (laughs) and lose the calories. (laughs) There's nothing quite like cortisol to burn them off. Um, Welcome, welcome, everybody. To Making the Cuts. With me, Michael Douglas. (laughs) And you... Uh, great, yeah, it's nice to, to um, speak to everybody. This is a podcast where we recommend things to you, and it can be all sorts of different things, from TV shows and movies to candles and food. And kitchen gadgets. Condiments and, and headphones and virtually anything. And really. soon, hopefully, lots and lots of culture. Yeah, oh, because culture's become culture's back. a thing. Culture's back, that's a great slogan. Yeah. That's a hashtag, right? Yeah. And we experienced some culture last night. We did. And we experienced indoor eating. Oh, yeah, we went to Wagamamas. Oh, Wagamamas. Can I just say uh-huh. that again? Wagamamas. That's right, right? It's not right. Wagamamas. Yes. You can't say that, though, can you? I don't know when what... You, when you say Wagamamas, it sounds wrong. It's Wagamamas. Yeah, but it's, it's spelt with an A, right? It's Wagamamas. That's what it's... Wagamama. Wagamama. But I'd say... I guess I'd say Mama. Yeah. But you say... Shark, mask, and half an R, and things like that. So you know, we can't trust anything that comes out of your mouth, can we? Because Michael it's... thinks it's very funny the way I say shower. I'm off for a shower. <laughs> I mean, what? What's that? That's some kind of gardening. Yeah. So we went to went to Wagamama's. Yeah. I went chili chicken ramen last night, yep. which I'm not going to do again. I went rice and curry with brown rice. Did you know that? Did you know you could have brown rice with your rice and curry? I did. I didn't see your food because it was inhaled so <laughs> quickly. I couldn't believe it. It was like being with some wild animal. I 
no, it, but was, oh. it was late. You'd done a hair talk. It was eight o'clock. I eat at six thirty. Yeah, you're right. It was quite late. But I, it's, it's a struggle to get through the chicken ramen things. Too much going on. Yeah, there's, there's too much a lot juice, going on. There's too many noodles. There's not enough chicken. You know, I, I I'm going to go quite back to. There's a lot of chicken. There's one the breast in there. I feel like they could put in like one That's and a half a or something. It's not enough for me. No, I want more protein it's and less too much for me. Chicken katsu curry for me next time. I, mean, I love Wagamama's, by the way, but nothing quite beats and the crispy chili squid there. Yeah. Oh, you can't so get that on delivery, though. You can. Oh, you yeah, can, but, but it's, it's soft. It's not crispy anymore, no. is it? They should do it like floppy. Yeah, it should be called um, floppy. What's it? What is it? Chili squid. Floppy chili squid, is mm. it, if you get it on delivery. So, but, but I would always recommend Wagamama's. It's a great place to it's eat. It's super good. So good. I am literally gasping, gagging to see my friends at my local mm. Wagamama's. You are... Did you hear I yeah, said it? Yeah, well done. Well um, done. Because I'm virtually on first name terms with all of them in yeah, there, right? Yeah, you, you live there. It's my canteen. Mm, it's good in there. And they've got a good uh, hair, um, chair, chair. Hair obsessed. They've got a good chair to table height ratio there. Yes. It's quite yes, good. Because they you're, have. Not on, you're on like a semi-stool. A semi-stool. And a table. Fantastic. I, I like. I it's like, like here. Yeah, it's not too dissimilar to what we've got here. So, um, mm-hmm. I also want to discuss what we did after that, yep. which was go and see a film that neither of us had seen again since we saw it many, 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 yeah, many maybe, years ago. Maybe 30 years ago. Maybe 30 it's years ago. It's a 40-year-old film. Yeah, I that? think I probably saw it 30 years ago when it was a 10-year-old cult movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched it with a bunch of friends. Um, but we went to see Taxi Driver. God, it was good. It was surprisingly brilliant, wasn't it? I mean, it? really brilliant. Mm. And still cutting edge, mm. 40 years on. 1976, according to Six? IMDb. Yes. Wow. <clears throat> So that's quite amazing, isn't it? There are lots of really interesting things about the film. So first of all, the story itself, which is quite fascinating. But the actual, the scenery, the sets, Mm. the car, New York, the waste, the different types of people. And how different New York was then. I mean, I remember when um, Giuliani came in as mayor of New York and he was saying, I'm going to clean up New York. And I remember then thinking, I had no desire to go to New York when I was mm. a young girl because it just seemed really, really scary because of films like Taxi Driver mm. that I'd watched. And I thought, God, it looks horrific. And the work that Mayor Giuliani did to clean up that town was absolutely incredible because in Taxi Driver, it was, mm. so, it was like a history lesson of what life was like yes. in, in New York in the 70s. That when he was going, you know, he even goes to the Bronx, Harlem, Nowadays, the Bronx and Harlem are like totally yeah. fine to drive through, but in those days, they were like badlands. You just yeah. couldn't. I can't remember if this is the, the right statistic or not, but I think there was something like fifteen murders a day in New York City. Wow! Uh, between, I think the late seventies and the early eighties, Giuliani mm. came in about eighty-one and made a big mm. difference between about eighty-one. So this is in nineteen seventy-six. What's interesting is I don't know if you remember all the rubbish that's in the streets. Yes. There was a, a strike going on by the waste disposal companies back then. Um, oh. And all that litter and everything's all real. Um, that isn't all part oh, of the set. Wow. There was a huge problem with it around then because all those industries were run by the mafia. Right. And if they didn't want to do anything, nobody did anything. Yeah. And uh, if they wanted to negotiate new terms with the state or whatever, they just told everybody not to do it. 
and everybody essentially was under the thumb of the mafia. And you get a real sense of that. Yes. Don't you remember at the end of the film when it all kicks off, um, the original people were going to be black and then they turned the mafioso in the end because they thought the film might just be a bit too one-sided. Well, I did feel like when I watched it, you felt the racism mm. in its veins. Yeah. But not from not the director's part mm. but the the latent racism that was in New York mm. at that time the way the language that people that used to use yeah. used that was acceptable it's it was quite shocking mm. i i thought and there was a bit with martin scorsese in the back of a yes. uh, in the back of the taxi i was like god it kind of almost took my breath away um, so and, and for that, it's quite interesting. Did you see the bit where, not giving away any spoilers yeah, yeah. here, where there was a speech happening and there were a couple of guys, the camera moved through the crowd mm. and it was as if there were two people in there who were real people who saw the camera, who tried to follow the camera for a bit. Oh, right. Did no, you I didn't know? see that. And I looked that. over yeah. at you and you laughed and I laughed and mm. I thought, oh, we must have laughed at the same bit. Yeah. God, it was a really... Oh, maybe I did. I don't know. There's so much to get from it, though. It was so rich. And it's not like watching a film that's being made now, set in the 70s. No. There's nothing quite like going to literally immerse yourself in the 70s. So, oh, go on. The other thing I wanted Mm. to say was also going to the cinema Mm. last night, um, having been in lockdown. And I haven't been to a cinema. I don't know if they opened last year, but I didn't go when they did, if they did. So I haven't been to the cinema since... March, February, mm-hmm. March last year. And I used to go mm-hmm. almost once a week. I mean, yeah, I me love too. the cinema. Yeah. It's one of my favourite things to mm-hmm. do. And I, it's made me realise how much I've missed watching a film without having access to my phone. Yeah. I would never get my phone out in, in a cinema, a cinema no. ever. But you know what I'm like when I watch a movie at home. Yeah. I will check my phone. You also quick... get up and pace around quite a lot yes. in the tense scenes. Yes. And it's nice that you don't do that, that you are forced yes, to sit down to sit down and watch and what's going on. it also means that I grab you a lot, which I'm sorry about. Yes. So when there's a tense moment, I'm always yeah. reaching for an arm. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like... Because uh... I can't get up and walk about. <laughs> yes. There's some really interesting facts about the film. First okay, of all, I did you know uh, that um, Jeff Bridges was originally <gasps> going to be cast as no! um, Travis? Yeah. Dustin Hoffman was offered the role but thought it was just too edgy for him, has regretted it his entire career. De Niro was only paid $35,000 <gasps> to play the part. And when he agreed to do the film for that money, he just won an Oscar for The Godfather, which was filmed two years early, Godfather Part 2. He was in The Godfather. He was in The Godfather Part 2, and he won an Oscar for it after he'd agreed to do yeah, this film. Yeah, because he was the young Vito Corleone. Yes. yeah. But they were really worried that, that, because now he was a massive global movie star. I've got to watch The Godfather again. He wouldn't do this film, but he agreed to, wow. to say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. He worked as a taxi driver for about six months in New wow. York. Yeah, kept getting recognised as well, because he won this Oscar, you know. So it's re- there's some absolutely brilliant uh, little bits in it. So um, They don't make them like that anymore. Uh, they don't, do they? No. I don't feel like they do. Is that a really old person thing to say? No, I just don't think they do make that. They're so heavily controlled now. Like the film, the bit with the, you, you talking to me? You talking to me? Yeah. All that's improvised. Like it wasn't in the script. Nobody knew he was going to do it. He was just supposed to look in a mirror. And I think in lots of movies now, you wouldn't you wouldn't get people improvising to that extent and using it uh, without I, it being solidly rehearsed. I don't feel like there are many actors that do the kind of method, mm. the method method. No, 
No, I agree. He's a total um, method anymore. actor. And him and Christian Bale and Daniel Day-Lewis, mm. they were kind of a... They're total legends, aren't they, legends, really? They're absolutely all of brilliant. Them. There's some great scenes with Jodie Foster in it, who's 13 years old oh, in the film. Oh, she was 13. Yeah, 13. Although she oh plays God, a 12-year-old in the film, she was 13. I, I, I found that really disturbing. Yeah. I found that so uncomfortable and well, disturbing. the scenes that are a bit racy with her in it aren't her, they're her sister, apparently. Oh, who's older? Who's 19. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So okay. when you see a bit of flesh and whatnot, that's not Jodie Foster's okay. flesh, it's her sister's flesh, which I thought was quite interesting. But there's also an interesting scene in it, which you'll remember, where she's putting jam on some toast. Yes, yes. And then she puts sugar on top yes. of the jam. Well, for her to learn to, that part of that role, she... Um, what did they call it? Mirrored or when they shadowed? Shadowed, slightly different. Mm. She shadowed an actual prostitute for two but or three that's months. Thirteen-year-old. Yeah, doing I mean, that. obviously not in the intimate bits. No, but, but hung out with them, and the prostitute was a heroin addict, and she used to put sugar on everything to curb her cravings for heroin, and that's why Jodie Foster did it. Although the interpretation was that she was still a child and she liked yeah, well, sugar, but she said it wasn't that at all. It was because this heroin addict was just putting sugar on everything. So she yeah. thought, well, I, I'm going to emulate what she was doing. Yeah, fascinating that. Isn't God. It? Um, now, there's a big debate at the end of the film about whether he's alive or dead. Yes. And that's not a spoiler because you don't know because nobody knows. And I've just done a bit of research on it know. and you don't know either. But there's a really interesting shot at the end of the film where the camera yes. lifts up and goes across. Yes. And that's possibly a metaphor for his yes. soul drifting away. Yes. But they also put that quirky bit at the very end of the film yes. in the rear view mirror. And you go, what was what? that? And Scorsese explains why he did that. So you can Google that and have a little look at it. But what? Oh my God, what? So you know? No, Nobody knows. Um, the writer said, no, 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 he's alive. And then everybody else says, no, 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 he's dead. And like, everybody's contradicted themselves all right. throughout the end of the film. So nobody really knows. Just um, get myself a drink, Michael. Are you uh, drying up a bit? I am. Can we share the drink? Can you bring a glass? Yes. I was on this morning yesterday uh, doing the, um, the hair feature. And uh, it's one of those things where all of a sudden you're on TV. <laughs> and where's your mouth back? And by three minutes in, I thought, Oh my God, like, I've lost all the juice my mouth <laughs> should have in it. It's all gone. I remember thinking, I hope I don't look like I'm foaming. You know when you get white yes, bits? Yes, white around. bits. Ah. There you go, um, some water. But, um, nice cold water. Thank you, thank you. But according to the people watching, it was fine. Right. Um, oh, we're just going to share that one water. Yeah, because... Yeah, good. Yeah, 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 we're know. all right. Yes, we're in that, that zone, aren't we? We're in that place. So Taxi Driver, 8.3 on IMDb. It's under two hours. 1976. I don't know if it's on any streaming platforms, but it's well worth buying and well worth Wait, watching. Let's look at what? our Just Watch app. Oh yeah, the Just Watch app. Um, which mm. I would highly recommend to people. We have recommended it on this podcast before. <clears throat> Just while you're doing that, yeah. My um, son bought me a bag of Jolly Ranchers recently. Oh yeah, watermelon. Yeah. My God, it's the greatest sweet. Where did he find them? I don't know. He went to London with his friends for the day and he came back very kindly with a bag of them just for me. So I have them in my um, in my kitchen in a pot. And when I leave the house, I just take two or three with me. Oh, my goodness. Can I, can I quickly say how yeah. great the Just Watch app is? Because mm-hmm. I've just typed in Taxi Driver mm-hmm. and it says, Watch Now, Best Price. And it gives you all the prices... Mm of where you can find Taxi Driver and how much it costs. So you can stream it on SkyGo, you can stream it on Now, which are both subscription sites, mm-hmm. but you can rent on Amazon, Chili, YouTube, Rakuten, yeah, Apple TV, Sky Store, and you can buy it 
on oh. all the similar, but it tells you exactly how much you can buy it for and where you can buy it or stream it or watch it the cheapest. So Just Watch is a really good app to have. Because um, I did think, oh, it's going to... And it's got lots and lots of teasers and trailers on there. <clears> I thought, oh, it's going to cross over with um, with IMDb, but it doesn't. It, okay. it does provide a completely <clears throat> different service that is really useful. I haven't downloaded it, despite you it's, recommending it. It's I'm gonna really do good. That. Um, I'd highly recommend Taxi Driver. And what it will do is force you down a wormhole of Robert De Niro, Jodie Foster, and Martin Scorsese, all the things yeah. that they've done throughout their careers. Yeah. It's a no-brainer, and Harvey really. God, Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel's amazing in it. And so many actors in it that mm. you go, oh my God, oh God it's, it's him. him. <laughs> yes. You're not quite sure who it is. Sybil Shepherd. <gasps> Sybil Shepherd's wow, fabulous right? in it. Who, what's the name of the guy with her? He's so famous. I have never seen him before. I've I don't, seen him a lot. Really? Yeah. I couldn't work out who he was. But Sybil Shepherd was great. There's a great bit on IMDb where they talk about the fact that Scorsese was looking for a Sybil Shepherd type to play that. And Sybil Shepherd's actor rang up and said, why don't you just use Sybil Shepherd? And he was like, <laughs> oh yeah, what a great idea. Um, but she's great and it's so kind of pretty. Right? Very pretty, but also there's something extremely alluring about her. Do you remember when she did Moonlight with oh Moonlighting? God, Moonlighting with Bruce with Willis. With Bruce Willis. Oh. And she, there's something very... Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to just be absolutely gorgeous looking, mm. but then people, there are some people that aren't gorgeous looking but have an allure which make them really like that. But she has both. There were three actresses in the 80s that I got mixed up all the time Sybil Shepherd, Kathleen, Kath- Kathleen Turner, Turner mm. and Kelly McGillis. Because um, you starred in a few movies with Kathleen Turner. War of the Roses. Mm-hmm. I remember it. We, this Wasn't bit... she also in Raiders? I think she might but have been. That was with Harrison. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember. This video van used to come round to our house when I was a kid. Oh, right? I love these stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, great, carry on. A big truck used to come outside, like a flatbed truck, with a ladder at the back, and you'd go up the ladder, and it was a mobile video VHS place, and all the videos were all around the inside of the truck. And I, I always liked to film with Michael Douglas in it, because I thought it was me. I said to my mum, well, can we watch War of the Roses? And she said, no. And I was like, oh. I said, I'd really like to watch it. And she was like, uh, no, I don't want to watch that. And she was really quite weird about it, you know, and I was like, oh, that's strange. And I said, well, do you mind if I get it? And she went, well, you can watch it on your own. <laughs> I was like, wow, you know, she did not want to watch War of the Roses. And that was that. Did you ever I have never out? found out why, no, but I remember thinking, oh, I touched a nerve there. I don't know what it was. Um, but I loved War of the Roses. But there's this great it's scene very, in it. very, don't very, very remember at but the table. Yeah, they're sat it's across so from each other. And I think, I think she says it to him. She says, when I watch you eat, I just want to smash your face Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I might have to watch that. Let's, can yes. we watch it together? Yes, definitely. Okay. Let's watch it together. I want to talk to you about something because now also classes have opened up, mm-hmm. gyms have opened up, things that you can do have opened up. And there's two things I want to say. Firstly, enjoy yourselves and enjoy getting back to classes. Mm. Um, but I want to tell you about the reformer and I'm desperate to get you on it. So Pilates, mm-hmm. everybody knows Pilates, everybody's heard of it. <clears throat> it well, it was started by Joseph Pilates mm-hmm. and he called it Controlology, which I thought was a really good, good name for mm-hmm. it because it explains Pilates perfectly. It's extremely controlled movements the, the almost the slower you do it the better you can do it on a mat on a floor with a teacher talking you through it but angie smith now you know all the outfits that i wear on anything anytime you see me looking quite good at an event it's because angie's dressed me mm-hmm. if you look at me and you think 
oh, what is she wearing? That's generally because I've dressed myself. <laughs> so so yeah. Angie You're like Smith, a child, basically, yes, aren't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. somebody else has to dress me. Yeah. And Angie Smith is like, I think, one of the greatest stylists in the world. Yeah, I totally agree. She is unbelievably good. Mm. Um, but you can she follow also, her on Instagram, right? Angie yeah, Smith Angie style. Angie Smith style. Yeah, on Instagram. She also got me into Pilates on a reformer table. And I always thought these reformer tables looked like instruments of torture. Mm-hmm. But they are extremely clever. They're a system of slides and springs and pulleys. Mm-hmm. And you've got five springs at the end of mm-hmm. your bench. Greens, reds and blues. And each of them have a different kind of tension to them. And the teacher will inform you which springs to put on. And that will uh, tell so, you how, how hard the exercise like is going to be. Like it's more resistance. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you would put on like a red spring. Yeah, I would. And, um, or a black spring or something n- like that. Yes, yeah, you. Yeah, really Because you're one. so strong. Exactly, yes. Um, but the point is, I remember going with Angie. Mm-hmm. We were in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I was really nervous because... People, it was quite nice being in Australia because nobody knew who I was, but people have an expectation that whatever physical exercise I do, yes. I'm going to be the beast. an athlete. Yeah. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to keep fit and work and be a mother all mm-hmm. at the same time. And I'm trying to find do that in the most time efficient way possible. <laughs> anyway, here I am with Angie mm-hmm. at a reformer class. There's about eight women in the class. And the first thing that the woman says, which I was just like, oh, this is going to be great is lie down on the bench. Yeah. Lie down on the table. <laughs> My like, kind of exercise. And I looked at Angie. I looked over at Angie and I went, what are we doing? And she went, we're exercising lying down. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is great. And there are arm pulleys. Yep. And sometimes you can pull the arm pulleys from behind your head mm-hmm. and tuck your feet in it. You will lower your feet slowly. You have to resist. You mm-hmm. can bounce. You can bring them back up again. I don't think I've ever done the same exercise on a reformer table twice. Okay. It, there yep. are so many different ways mm. that you can do it. But the thing that I get from it, and there have been a lot of research about can it cure a bad back, mm-hmm. can it cure this, and there hasn't been any solid research that it will cure any ailment. Okay. But what it will do is it will strengthen your core in a way that nothing else will. My stomach muscles, and um, the time when I have the greatest six-pack of all is when I do a reformer table once a week. Wow, really? Yes. Okay, yeah. Now, look, there are 11 million regular users of um, Pilates in the world, so it's, it's quite a big thing, but it's not that big mm-hmm. if you think about it. But if you're going to try at Pilates, you have to try a Pilates class. Now, I do a one-on-one class, which is quite expensive, but they do have a group, ref- a group class yeah. where you can go, and I think it's probably half the price. I mean, it's still a tenner mm-hmm. a go, which is expensive when you think that Own Your Goals is £5 a month. Wow. Yeah, that um, is amazing. But, um, <laughs> but for that absolute mm. targeted exercise mm-hmm. where you think, oh my God. So say sometimes I'll go for my one-to-one and I'll go, I want to work on arms. Mm-hmm. On this pulley table, she does these things where you are literally only working your bicep and it's the hardest exercise you have ever done in your life. That's why you will love it. There's no lifting heavy weights so there's lots of different principles. There's breathing, so yep. you, that you've got to like do your yep. breathing, but you don't breathe mm-hmm. huge into your rib cage. Yeah. You breathe. Um, you don't let your rib cage come out in yes. the way. You breathe Push your stomach because out, you're right? n- not re- it really. But it's like 
this woman, Sophie, okay. that teaches me. Sophie Hadley teaches me. And she teaches me with... She'll look at my ribcage and she'll go, tuck that away. And you'll oh, okay. go, you'll tuck it away. And then you suddenly go, oh my God, it's become a hundred times harder. Yeah. Just by moving my ribcage. So breathing is very important. Mm-hmm. What I love about it, concentration. You will be in the zone only thinking about your body and how it moves it's meditative yes i love it control the control is like really literally tweaking those tiny little muscles in your body centering it's all about your core Mm -hmm. and the core i think and especially in a woman this kind of lower these lower core muscles are so hard flow it's about having that Mm. kind of nice feeling of flow postural alignment so so feel go you're slightly heavy on the right hand side Shift your left hip down a bit. And you think, oh my God, I hadn't even noticed. I, I've got some postural alignment problems, I think, at the moment. Well, I, I want you mm. to come with me and yeah. have one with okay. And then we can talk about it. Yeah. But I cannot recommend it high enough. He actually came up with this idea when he was interned. Um, I'm not going to say imprisoned. In World War One in the Isle of Man. Wow. He was German. Right. Um, Joseph Pilates. His dad was a gymnast. Sorry, he's called Joseph Pilates. Yes. That's... Oh yes. my God, that's brilliant. I assume Pilates mind. was like a part of your body or no. something. It's Joseph, a bloke. Yeah. Brilliant. Joseph Pilates, his dad was a gymnast, his mum was a naturopath, and he was in prison or interned yeah. for four years on the Isle of Man, and he came up with this, and he did it with all of his inmates. And then when he came out, he came up with the apparatus. Mm. So it's not just a table. There's a mm-hmm. table, there's a block you can use. Um, so sometimes you lie on the block mm. and you lift your legs up and you've got the arm pulleys and you're <clears> pulling them down behind you. It's amazing. And I think you, mm-hmm. more than anyone I know, would get so much from it. So I'm going to take you as a treat. Well, that would be great. I, I go and see a physio from time to time and he runs a, a Pilates reformer oh, place. Oh, does he? Yeah, so his physio place that I go to is a room off the main Pilates oh. area. So he's got like 12 of these tables lined up. And I want to do it with you. Yeah, great. Well, p- people go there and just hire the table and do it themselves. Oh, or they, I can't do that. No, but they run classes there as well. Okay. And he teaches and he's got other teachers and one thing or another. But every time I go in, I think, wow, I've got all these beds of they, torture. They look, they look really scary. Yeah, they're very you've intimidating. You've got the teacher yeah. literally talking you through every mm. single move. Ah, very good. I like that you put a little slice of history in there with Joseph Pilates. Cause I'm well, gonna, I know I'm, that's what you like. Well, and I'm going to give you a bit of history now. It's oh. a, little, a nice little segue oh. into this. So... As you know, Dan Snow, um, well, did you get me this book? I did. You got me this book, and it's from Dan Snow. Is it signed by him? Did you get it signed? No. I don't have to get it signed. I, I, you know, I don't know him like you do. <clears throat> yeah. I can't just kind of go willy-nilly like sign a book. <clears throat> so, the Dan Snow book that you bought me on this day in history, and there's obviously 366, I presume, days Five? in it. Yeah, but there's a leap year, isn't there? 365 days in a year. Apart from a leap year, and then there's 366, is that right? I think there's 364, isn't there? I think you're right, yeah. 364, except for elite year, where there's 365. Okay. Do you know what? Can I just check, see if there's the 28th of... The 29th of... Yeah, there's the 29th. Yeah, there's the 29th. So there's the most amount of days that you can have in a year in this book. (laughs) I think we've established that, however many that is. I mean, it's so funny that we have got to Google how many days there are in a year. I don't think many, I have. You've how made many me minutes d- you've, in an hour? You've made me doubt myself, but I... 365. Yeah. And 365 days in a calendar year. Okay, but... Um, and are you, do you want me to say an leap year? Yeah. So th- that must be... 364. Okay, so there's 364. No, three, uh, in an ordinary year, 365... Um, instead of so it's 366 in a leap year. So I was right. Yes. Oh God. Oh. What a relief. 
but so, only in a leap year. You yes. were right once every four years. But there is 366. But we were both notes. right, which is the ideal okay, thing, right? thank goodness, yes. Uh, we both won. We both won. We love that. Um, so the 21st of May, so this would be Friday, although it's the 18th of May today. Uh, the 21st of May, you're going to mm. like. Right, so I'm going to read you the first bit, which says... Wait, I just really want to enjoy this. Okay. I'll try and read it as professionally as possible. Oh, no, you don't need to do that. I'm going to try, though. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Her face is not so exact as to be called a beauty. <laughs> Though her eyes are excellent and good. Um, on the contrary, she had, she hath much agreeableness in her looks altogether, as I ever saw. Charles II was pleased with his new wife, Catherine of, R- of Braganza. Ever heard of her? Yes. Uh, she was uh, Portuguese and he married yes. her today in 1662. Now... On her arrival in England, Catherine brought with her, as part of her exquisite belongings, a chest of expensive luxury tea, the favourite drink of the Portuguese court. Her crossing had been long and stormy and uncomfortable, and as soon as she was on dry land, she requested a soothing cuppa. Her love of tea caused a stir at court, and as soon as being consumed by the wealthier classes of part of a fashionable social ritual, the beverage became <gasps> such a novelty associated with the Queen... Politician even composed a poem, a poem about it. Uh, sadly, the new queen gave Britain tea, but no heir to the throne. Oh, but that's yeah. much better than an heir. That is quite amazing, isn't it? 1662, um, tea came to Britain. Yeah, and that's why it's synonymous with the queen, because the queen brought it. When we think about the queen and the tea, we think about Elizabeth II, don't we? Well, I do. I always think about the queen and the queen's yeah. tea. Yeah, But it's synonymous with the queen, because it was the queen that brought it that over. Brought it over. Queen on this Catherine day, of Portugal. On this day in 1662. 1662. That is amazing. Where Thank would you, you. Where would you be without tea? I'd be lost. You are the tea girl. I'm a tea lady. Yeah. You're a teaaholic. I'm a teaaholic. Yeah. So did you enjoy that? I really I'm, enjoyed that. I'm going to try and do one of them every week. Yes, please. I keep forgetting, but... I'll, yeah, no, you know, I like that. I'll only do if it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, History's always interesting. No. I said that to suck up to Dan. Did you? Yeah. History is always interesting. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Like that Did you get that hashtag, the history guy, on Instagram? <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Okay, ah, uh, God, I've got quite a few things to talk about. What have you got? Um, well, I've got... I've got okay, yeah, we've got I've, I've got, I've got another one I can quickly okay, talk about. go for it. And it's not TV-based. Great. And I thought, let's let's sort of give something else Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Today. Now, you 
were decorating your son's room mm-hmm. uh, the other day and you uh, he chose some posters so yes. Joel chose some posters mm-hmm. and you went off and got, got him some frames mm-hmm. and they're super nice and they look really effective and everything but I heard about a business from a friend of my daughter Holly's and it's called Displate mm-hmm. and what I like about it is there's no holes in walls so for any uni students yeah any um, anybody renting we know what a pain in the butt it is going around a house and trying to fill in all the holes and paint over everything and make the house as good as it yes. was when you arrived. A nightmare. So if there was a method of decorating a kid's room or having kind of pictures up in the house which would look pretty and mm. um, leave no mark, thank you very much. Displate. Doing that. So it's called Displate. The posters are made of metal, but what's very clever is that you can get gloss ones or you can get matte ones. And the matte ones, even though it's printed on metal, you, mm. wouldn't, you can't really tell that it's on metal because there's no shine to it. But the cleverest thing is that it takes 20 seconds to put up. So what happens is you, put, you stick a piece of paper on the wall yeah. that is probably <clears throat> seven or eight centimetres by, okay. by seven centimetres. I mean, like a six, maybe mm-hmm. six by six centimetres square. You stick it on there, and in the middle of the piece of paper, it says, stick magnet here. So mm-hmm. you're not sticking the magnet on the wall. Okay. You're sticking the magnet on the square of paper. Okay. You stick the magnet on the square of paper, mm-hmm. and then that magnet is ready to hold your display poster. And all of this is so thin mm-hmm. that the poster sits flush okay. to the wall. So what is the poster mounted on? So the poster is made of metal. So it sits on oh, the magnet. Oh, yes. Okay. So it's not framed as such. It, well, just... you, what is amazing mm-hmm. is these display posters, and you, there are, hang on, 1.4 million pieces of art. Oh, right. So you can so order. So you can order. If you said to me, uh, okay, Joel's into very particular type of gaming. He is. There, there is... But there are posters for this particular type of gaming right. on displate. If you literally put in any Gustav Klimt, yep. um, Rodin, like any kind of artist. Did you oh, like that? I like that. Well done. Yeah, it's a very good bit of French there. Yeah, um, you, you know, a- anything mm-hmm. uh, you will find what, oh, what wow. you want or something similar. So they come in three different sizes. There's medium there's large and there's extra large. Mm-hmm. The large, I would say, is a normal poster size. Okay. <clears throat> the extra large mm-hmm. is four mediums. So it's big, okay. but it, yeah, but yeah, it so actually understand. comes in four different clips. But they, they come together very, very well. I wow. don't think you'd even notice, notice. Um, the seam. Now, they're not cheap. <clears throat> okay. So the medium, which is still big, mm-hmm. a big poster, is £36. Pounds, mm-hmm. But... Every time you want to change it, you can you could have uh, save up over time rotation. ten yeah, yeah. ten displays mm. and just keep changing them round mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also buy a frame. Okay, that's, so you yeah. can get really really nice frames. They're like seven frames and they're wooden, and it stops it from looking so studenty. Yeah, if you've got a frame. Yeah, and the frame um, is about thirty quid. So in total. You know, they can end up being quite spenny. But this is something that won't tear, it won't rip, it won't get damaged. They are very thin, very light. They've got fantastic colours and they are really good for um, teenagers and uni students or even like, you know, Mm -hmm. us in your home. They're just really effective and it's a good, 
cheap way of hanging art. I bought a new television recently. Yes. The Samsung Frame. Yes. Wow. It's so good. It's, it's cool, like having it? a work of art on your Yes. On so your wall. these came out about three or four years ago. They were hugely expensive, but they were essentially a TV with a frame around them. But they had that kind of um, Kindle paperwhite effect where it doesn't feel like you're looking at an LED screen. It feels like you're looking at some paper. Mm. And then it puts a border in for you, like a picture, and then you can choose over about you know a million pieces of art, some famous art and some not-so-famous art, or you can put in your own art. Yeah. When it sits on the wall... Can you put your own art in Yeah, there? you can put your own art in there oh, as well. I didn't know yeah. That. And um, when it sits on the wall, it actually just looks like a picture. It does. And because then, it goes matte. That's yes, the thing, there's that, no that reflection. Kindle paper white type yeah. thing. It feels like paper. Mm. So a, a watercolour on there looks exactly like a watercolour. Mm. Uh, and you can choose these different frames. You get a wooden frame or a black frame or a white frame or whatever. And of course, when you want it to be a TV, you just click a button, it's a TV. But if you want to go back to being a piece of art or rotating art. Mm. I, I'm amazed how bloody how good, good it is. is. Yeah, mm. Was go- it expensive? No, because I was going to say, when they came out a few years ago, they were about three or four grand. They yes. were really expensive. But this was last year's stock, so it's a 2020 TV, 65 inch, and I think it was 899. Under a thousand pounds. Under a thousand pounds for a 65 inch TV with all the USB ports and HDMI ports you could think of. It comes with its own frameless mount, or what is it called? Like a an invisible mount. So the TV mounts to the wall, invisible of the frame. So yes, it, it yes, looks like a picture saying. mounted on the wall. I yes. mean, that, there's no other way to describe it. And it has one cable that comes out of it that you can hide quite easily. And then that goes to a box where you've got all your HDMI ports and stuff like that. But I, I was just amazed how good it is, how good a TV it is, mm. and how good it looks as a picture frame, mm. and how reasonable it was. But have a look, if you're thinking about getting one, have a look at last year's stock. They're on Amazon, because they've done now a 2021 version that's quite a lot more expensive. But I couldn't see any difference or any benefits to buying this year's stock to buying last year's stock. So that's why I would why, Samsung the what frame. What would the benefits be if they had some kind of new they gimmick might, to Yes, them. they might have tweaked the colours slightly or put in, you know, it's not, it might be 8K instead of 4K, but nobody needs an 8K television. Your eyes no. aren't good enough. No. Like Nobody's eyes are good enough for 8K. Forget it. 4K's I mean, plenty. it's a bit like um, when I said to somebody, I'd like speakers that are going to blow my eardrums before they blow. Yeah. If you can't see it, yeah, like if like you can't, if you can't see, see the difference, yeah, what's yes. the point? So anyway, they're good. What's it called? Samsung The Frame. The Frame. And they come in all sorts of different sizes, but I noticed that John Lewis, last year's stock, a lot of it was in the sale, a lot of it's in that X display area. And you can get smaller ones, like a 37-inch or a 42-inch, around about three or £400. In fact, some of them, I think, were less than £300. Samsung The Frame. Go and have a look yeah. at them if you're interested in buying a new TV. And you've got a good wall for it. Yes. It has to, you have to yes. be able to get away far enough so that you're not reading the television. Mm. There's no point in having a massive television if, you, if well, you're having to like read from left to right because that, it's too close to you. And I think the other thing is that it doesn't look like a TV. If you want, it, if you want a TV yeah. to look like a TV, then get a TV. Yeah. But if you want to disguise it from time to time so it doesn't look like you've got one, it's a brilliant way of doing it. And I, whenever I there's it. a new something coming out, it's mm. always worth waiting a year or two because the price will always drop, yes. won't it? Because yeah. it won't be the novelty anymore. Rafe's ball came for his haircut yesterday. Yes, um, you talk about him a lot. Yes, well, I, I mentioned trying on last yeah. week's, so I'm up to episode five, season and? one. Season two is dropping 
any day now, in fact, sometime in May. It might even drop to today on Friday, actually. Mm. Uh, and then season three, I think, has been commissioned. It's brilliant. But the episode I was watching the other day is Imelda Staunton's in it. Oh, really? And, yeah. I mean, everybody's brilliant in it. Obviously, Esther's great in it. Rafe's in it. But, you know, when somebody appears on screen who you're just completely reassured by the fact that she's here... And you think, oh, it's Imelda Staunton. And wow, she's brilliant. She plays the person who vets them to see whether they're eligible to adopt a child or not. And she's just brilliant in it, you know. Um, So I'd highly recommend it. It's on Apple TV. Um, Like I say, I'm I'm nearly finished season one. It's absolutely great. And season two, I think, is out any day. But uh, it's a great story. It's very funny and very quirky. And the thing I likened it to, I don't know if you watched, uh, we reviewed it, Mum, it was called on BBC. Yes. Yes, I watched it with you. We watched it together, right? Oh my God, it was yeah. so good. Well, it feels a lot like that. And I said yeah. to Rafe yesterday, I said, is it written by the same person? And he was like, no, no one's got anything to do with it from mum. But he said, I'm so glad you've said that because to be compared to mum is just like yeah. phew, amazing, you know? And I said, well, it's exactly the same feeling as that, the right level of comedy, mm. drama, mm. you know, pathos, emotion, and all of that kind of stuff. So trying is great. Music. Yes. There's been some new music. Oh, go on. Please tell me you're going to talk about Paul Weller. We're going to talk about oh, Paul God. Weller's new album. I love that album. Isn't Can that I just tell you something? Yeah. I wasn't... I wasn't... I loved the jam. Yeah, yeah. And then from then, I haven't really listened to Paul Weller. Yeah. And the last two albums mm. on Sunset... And what's this one called? Fat Pop. Fat Pop. Mm. This one's amazing. I'll tell it's you great, why. Because I feel like he's nodding a lot to... Yeah, there's lots of homages to yeah, things to that we like. Yeah, to artists from from my era, especially that kind of track that I love. That cosmic is, fringes is that the Ian Jury? Ian Jury, oh, yeah, God, it's just so, so good. Ian Jury, isn't it? Yeah, and there's another one in there that's a tribute to Iggy Pop um, that sounds like a Bowie track. You were saying, oh, this sounds like David Bowie. There's another really good one called Failed, which is superb. Glad Times is brilliant. Um, oh my gosh, just really good from start really, to finish, isn't really, it? So really that's good. available at, at the moment. And he'd said that he just wanted to make an album full of pop songs, essentially, which is why it's called Fat Pop, and that everyone potentially could be a single. And it does feel like that. Everyone you think, oh, this would be good. I could hear this but on the radio. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> like he actually consciously thought, I want this to yeah. sound like everyone could be a single. Mm. That's an interesting yeah, this, concept. Wouldn't you make every album full that of way. singles? I don't know, because I think the or idea you is want to an have... album's a journey, I suppose, and you, one song bleeds into another, and you don't necessarily need to release all of them, but because well, of the I way people streaming, consume music yeah, now, streaming is like every song so should be a hit, or everyone I should, miss every song. old music. Oh, me too, me too. Obviously Coldplay out, put a new, a new song out, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, Higher Power. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's been everywhere. You okay, couldn't miss I, I, know it, it, I know it, I know it, I know it. It's so weirdly 80s, though. It's got yeah. a real funny feeling to it, you know. I thought it was quite interesting because higher power refers to uh, what we call in um, Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, God. Yes. So okay. instead of referring to God as God, most mm. of the time they call it higher power mm. because not everybody believes in God. But yeah. You have to believe in a power greater than yourself, so you call it a higher power. But I, you so get I the feeling Coldplay he, does do that. He, I wonder if he knows somebody in recovery or like... 
he must he's in showbiz yeah yeah of course <laughs> yeah but I, I really like it actually and it's just different enough I think for them but I'd be interested to hear what the rest of their album's like mm. but they did the Brits they're and, everywhere oh, they're everywhere at the moment aren't they I know they are omnipresent um but they did the Brits and I had a quick look through the comment section in on YouTube or whatever and everyone says oh no not the dad dancing Chris Martin he does a lot of dancing yeah but I um, think that's nice he's well, it's, free it's, yeah there is a great expressiveness about he's him isn't free. there yes Anyway, it's well worth a listen. I really like it. You cannot fault them, and I think if you do, have a go. Like, but I think you're slightly like jaded. Who? But anybody? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, I mean, they're a force for good, aren't they? Even if you don't like their music. But my other favourite song at the moment is an Elbow song called "Flyboy Blue." Yes, and it's two songs loaded into one. Yes, people should go and have a listen to this. So "Flyboy Blue," and then it's "Slash Lunette." And one song bleeds into another, but it's Do you know what lunette is? No, what is that? Sounds like an instrument. It's what? Glasses. What do you mean? It's the French word for glasses. As in that you wear on your face or you drink wine out of? Oh, um, oh, don't, oh, don't get all like... (laughs) Those words just absolutely powered out of my mouth there and I thought, wow, this sounds amazing. I I sound in control and powerful. And then you stopped me in my tracks there. It's fine. Um, glasses on your eyes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Les lunettes. Oh, well, that's interesting. I'll have to have a listen to the words. But it's a really nice, gentle, meandering song, both of them glued together. So much so that it went onto the YouTubes to see a live version of it, and it equally is brilliant performed live, but it's got a really good rhythm to it. I think it's a 4-4 to start with, then it goes to a 3-4, and it's just like, boom, boom, boom. You know, it's great. So those are my three recommendations. Fat Pop by Paul Weller. Have a listen to Higher Power by Coldplay and Flyboy Blue and Lunette by Elbow. While we are on the subject of music recommendations, just to satiate the thirst of Mm -hmm. any of our listeners Mm -hmm. for some kind of um, dance track, the dance track that my entire family are going completely mental for at the moment Mm -hmm. um, is Dirty Love by Wilkinson. I'm Um, unfamiliar with this. it's It's sort of drum and bass, but it's not a heavy drum and bass. Um, I'm quite into drum and bass at the moment, but uh, Dirty Love is the one that my kids just want to play all the time. So Wilkinson, Dirty Love, have a listen to that. And one more other one that someone recommended to me uh, is Monroe and Alexa Harley. And the song is called Mm. You've... Oh, You said Alexa. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, It's called You Got Me. Oh, okay. Monroe, You Got Me. We must have reviewed... um... Jacob Collier's You're All I Need. We must have reviewed, reviewed that. I think point. we have spoken about him. Okay. And that album in particular. We should just say go and listen to that yeah. song. It's so weirdly, brilliantly, yes. creepily good. Yes. Uh, you Are All I Need by Jacob Collier. But, oh, like every time that comes on, it's like, oh, like I start body popping and everything instantly. Like my body can't take it. Um, it's a belter. There's two more things I could talk about. What? Yeah. yeah. I've got to go to Aberdeen. Aberdeen. I've got to go to Aberdeen for Long Lost Family. Um, the east coast of Scotland is my favourite part of Scotland. Oh. Which is where Aberdeen is and Dundee yes. and St Andrews and kind of Edinburgh, but further north than Edinburgh, is, I love it there. So my recommendation would be, if you're going to go to Scotland, you know, visit Glasgow by all means and go to Fort William and all of that stuff, but get yourself over to the east coast, especially around St Andrews and going up that way. It is... Do you want to see something the greatest. funny? Yeah, I definitely do. So when we started this podcast, mm-hmm. um, like the, before the very first, sorry, 
Before the very first episode, uh-huh. I wrote down making the cut podcast ideas. Yep. St. Andrews. Yeah. Well, some... And we haven't talked about it. No. But it is on there. Well, do you know what? I... Along with the Pembrokeshire Coast. Somebody messaged us. I'll just see if I can quickly find um... it. Somebody messaged us on the Making the Cut. And it was around our Easter episode. Yeah. And they'd done themselves rolling their Easter eggs, like I'd said. Oh! Over the bridge on the 18th hole of the old course. Yeah. And they said, you know, we're from St. Andrews and this is what we do every Easter. And they've got their little kid rolling their Easter egg over the bridge. It's a very famous bridge. um, And it joins the, I think it joins the first hole and the 18th hole on the old course. It's been around for years, this bridge. It's so famous. They've They've rebuilt it in the Golf Museum in Florida in America. So people can go and see what it's oh like. Oh my god! And I'll show you the bridge. Um, but I love that, yeah. that they did the roly egg thing. So the old course in St Andrews is the, obviously the most famous golf course in the world. It's not the oldest, I don't believe, and it's not the first. Um, but I'll tell you a couple of interesting facts about golf. Did you yes. know that it was originally a twenty-two hole game, but due to coastal erosion on these linked courses near the sea? Four of the holes were washed away into the sea, so it ended up an eighteen-hole game. Well, I'm quite pleased. Many, many. Uh, women and men across the country will be very pleased because mm. otherwise they wouldn't see their partners ever. Yes, at the weekend. you need to narrow it down a bit. You've got to narrow it down a bit. It's a very I, long time to be without your your partner. I would like another nine holes to get washed away into the sea, to be honest. Yes, nine holes just is have plenty nine, for me. nine holes is enough. Yeah, um, so that's quite good. The size of the hole is exactly the same size as a Victorian drain pipe because they used to use a Victorian drain pipe to, to, to support the hole. I the didn't green. know that. That's quite good, isn't it? And they reckon it was it was invented by shepherds who used to knock, um, like with a stick, a stone into rabbit holes um, as a game when they were bored. Ah. Whether any of that's true or not, I don't know. I found it on the internet, but I pitched this to the One Show every year to do the history of golf on the One Show because I thought it's yeah, classic no, One Show stuff, it's because right? Because you just wanted to go to a nice golf course. That's why I did want to do that. But I think there's so many funny things about golf. Nobody really knows where it came from. Nobody yeah. really knows where it originates from. Really, don't they? Golf, I think, is a Dutch word for stick, and they think it might have actually originated in Dutchland. What's Dutchland? Where's Dutch? Holland. I think it might have originated there. But the fashion, where did the fashion come from? Where did all those funny plus fours and weird trousers come from and all that? Yes. So I think there's loads of funny things about golf that's well worth exploring. Well, I think we should do that for next the next show. Yeah. Um, I'm quickly going to do um, a few readouts, or I'm yes. doing one readout. You okay. Can do some. Um, Louise Good. Roundtree said she's loving Mayor of Easttown. Um, oh, great. Kate Winslet's so watchable. Um, but she also thinks that we would like the flight attendant... Have you heard about that? Yes, I feel like I have, yeah. Um, with Kaylee Kuko, right. female-led drama, flawed character, another great... Oh, she said another great podcast, thanks. Thank you, Louise, the flight attendant, because I'm... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I need something else to watch, so I'm going to watch that attendant. I'll report back. Um, one quick uh, thing is that The Game, which is a David Fincher film that's on Netflix at the moment, starring Michael Douglas, made in the 1990s. Oh, yeah. What a film. Sean oh, really? Penn... Michael Douglas, loads of great people in it. A belter. Is it a game? Is it not a game? It's an, it's an oldish film, but again, one of those things where you go, oh my God, remember the 90s? Yes. Car phones and things like that. Yes. Anyway, that's great. Sorry, I thought I'd just uh, butt in with that. Um, Lynn, Linny Lou uh, Williams just wants to say, mm-hmm. Le Pat Garlic Butter. <laughs> right. She can't believe it. Yes. When you came to my house, mm-hmm. what did you find in my fridge? 
at the garlic butter. Yeah, but like and like we, the, we, an industrial amount yeah. of it. I bought like two packs. And we made mashed potato the other day. Oh, God, it was so good. We made it with the garlic butter. Uh, this is one thing I wanted to read out. This is from David Bedil's post. Remember we... Um, oh, yes. We, we uh, reviewed Jews Don't Count. Yeah. And I've started following David Bedil. But he posted this thing with this little kid staring at a marshmallow. And it said, I once interviewed Walter Michel, the inventor of the marshmallow test, the delayed gratification experiment yes, where kids this. were told, you can eat one now, but if you wait 15 minutes, you can have two. Those able to wait, he told me at the time, always have better lives. Uh, felt very troubled as I knew I'd have scoffed mine immediately. That is amazing, that, isn't it? Yes, I mean, what's interesting, what I immediately think about there is, um, in Walter, Walter Mitchell's mind, mm-hmm. what is a better life? Well, I guess... I, I had a very, very troubled mm-hmm. life. Yeah. But I feel like my troubled beginnings led me to have a much better life later. Okay, but would you delay gratification no. now? Now? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I wouldn't have then. You wouldn't have As then. a toddler. No. I'd have just eaten a blooming mm. marshmallow. <laughs> and, th- and then immediately sought out Would you put some dealer, sugar on it as well? A dealer yeah. for some more marshmallows. Yeah, okay, okay. But that didn't, that was bad for you. But you're essentially saying that somewhere down the line, you learned to delay gratification. Yes. Well, what he's saying is as a toddler, if yes. you're a toddler, you're going to have a worse life if you can't delay gratification. Mm. And I wouldn't have delayed gratification, but I did have a worse life. Yes. But in lots of ways, I've had a better life because mm. of my worst life at the beginning. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. But it's too long to reply to David with that. Oh, yes. No. I, I would like <laughs> to, to write reply that out. To, I would like to reply to him with that. But um, I, did, I did like that very much. Mm. Um, uh, I'm just seeing if I've got any, <laughs> a couple more. Yes. Well, good. Um, and I just also want to say thank you so much to everybody that has messaged me um, on the menopause the making, thing. Yeah, yeah, on the Making the Cut um, podcast. I am reading them all and I will uh, try and get back to you um, this week. It's a bit uh, it's a bit calmer this week for me, so that's good. It's been great, the feedback from the menopause document. Yeah, it's been really amazing. I am, I am um, we are considering um, exploring it a bit more just to explain more about, more about hormones and well lots of people still have questions don't yes, they because there's, there's only so much you can fit in in 47 minutes mm. or something and, actually... and also we want to show every angle of it mm-hmm. so we wanted to show hormones and people that chose not to do it without mm-hmm. the hormones and exercise and all the various things that can help you but there's still a lot of unanswered questions about hormones full stop which i think we do need to delve into more yeah um I had a joke then, but it's wholly inappropriate. Yeah, gonna tell. I'd, I'd say save yeah, it yeah, until I'd we stop it. recording yes, okay, and then yes. tell me. Are you going to wear this green jumper on the telly tomorrow? Yes. You are? Yes. I think it's an absolute oh, really? winner. You should definitely really? wear it uh, on, the, oh, on the telly God, tomorrow. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. I think it would put people at ease. Uh, whilst whilst you're, I'm talking you, to you're, them. You're giving them this significant news in their life. <laughs> I think that green is calming, and I think it would have an excellent Good. effect. Okay. So definitely wear it. Okay. Okay. Uh, look at me, I'm a stylist for the TV. Okay, I think that's us, right? Yes. Thanks very much, everybody. I'm sorry we were a bit short last week, but hopefully we've made up for it this week with 53 minutes. <laughs> um, Michael Heppel contacted us and said, um, he said, God, I went out for my morning walk this morning and I thought, hang on a sec, I've only done three kilometres and the podcast's <laughs> yes. finished. He said, I normally get through five. He said, I've either been really lazy or there's something wrong with this podcast. So, sorry, Michael Heppel. He did say he was going to get in touch with us with something for us to talk about because he had, he'd landed yes. on something yes. significant. Yes. So, I'm very excited. So, much we're waiting. We're that. excited. About he that. is. Because uh, Michael Heppel always comes up with the good with, stuff. Absolutely. 
Um, more from us next week, but thanks very much indeed. Have a lovely weekend, everybody. Send us your messages and any recommendations, and we will try and get on to them. See you next week. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.